Thank you. Thanks Talk for about all me. this. We'll, we'll get into voting machines and early voting and who does it and where and how the districts are shaking out. There's a lot of ground to cover here. First, though, you. Uh, you came to Athens from Gainesville. You were the Hall County election supervisor for a minute before you came here. How long up there? Wow, 27 and a half 27 years. 27 and a half years. From yes. where? You grew up around there or where are you from? Yes, I'm originally from Hall County, Gainesville. Yes, and uh, yeah. Great place. Okay, well, but you left it to come here. That's I, right. I suppose you're thinking an even better place. I don't know. You yes. tell me. I mean, what led to the move? Well, I I didn't even expect the move, and uh, I noticed that there was a vacancy in Clark County, and I've always heard about how nice it is to work in Athens, Clark County. So hey, it was an opportunity. I apply. I applied for the position, and. Here I am. And, and just refresh my memory. I should have looked this up. How long have you been here? This is... Almost six years. I was going to say, your third or fourth election cycle yes. now. So so here we go. Off and running with the early voting that started Monday of this week, there was a report that came out that statewide, and you, you may have the Athens information here, but statewide we set a record in terms of the number of people voting on a first day of early voting statewide. I, 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 you tell me, was it up, down, sideways in Athens? Well, I don't really know, but this is what I look at. So when the start of early voting, if the number's 200, I expect it to grow each day, and that's what's happened. Whether it's 25 or 30 voters that's added each day to the 200, we have grown each day. So I'm I'm, I'm pleased with that. And where I know that, that historically... I say historically, in recent election cycles, Charlotte Sosby, the, we can basically expect half. Now, I know 2020 was a different animal, but generally, what, 40 to 50 percent of the vote's going to be cast early? Yes, that's that's likely. Now, again, the, the last election cycle was off the charts right. in, for, for different ways, but yes. that's usually what we look for. Yeah, that's right. Okay. It's usually around the same number that we get on Election Day. Okay, Election Day proper, which is 19 days from today, the right. 24th of May. Uh, number of early voting sites that will, <clears throat> pardon me, open next week, and we'll get to those. But but something that's going to take place Saturday uh, is a Saturday session for early voting. I've been voting in the elections office on Washington Street, folks, I think, no, but that's right next to City Hall. Yes. But come Saturday... Uh, you're going to open up an early voting session as well. It's 8 to 5 today and tomorrow, 9 to 5 on Saturday. And the elections office is going to be open for early voting. Actually, a weekend, a full weekend, Saturday and Sunday, next weekend. And all of this through the 20th. That's but then correct. come Monday of next week, you open up a bunch more, like five more early voting sites. Well, actually, we don't open those up until the Saturday the, the, of the 14th. The weekend before, yeah. Yes, yeah. and then we will open those, but... In exception to Winterville Train Depot, mm -hmm. which is one I'm very tickled about uh, adding. We just added that location. And so we will open that one up on Monday because of the festival that they have on Saturday. Oh, so the, the Marigold Festival. Yes, yes. For, for Winterville. Yes, yeah, just to be precise about this, you're right. Yes. It, it's with the second weekend of early voting, which will include Sunday early voting as well. That's correct. Open at the library on Baxter Street, and that's my precinct. Uh, and then uh, Miriam Moore, the community center on McKinley Drive. The extension office, Cleveland Road in Bogart Tennis Center for you Eastsiders over there on Lexington Road. And as you say, uh, the train depot on Winterville or in Winterville. And all of that takes us all the way up to Friday, May 20th. I always get this question. Okay. And, and I'm smart enough to know the answer, but I want to hear you say it. Okay. Why don't we have early voting on the Monday before Election Day? Well, okay, so I don't recall ever having voting on Monday ever since I've been in, in the elections field. And my answer to people who ask me is, well, that's so they can get set up for Tuesday. That's true. But at the same time, there's a lot of 
things that technology, technology. So you want to be able to indicate that all voters have cast ballots before all of our equipment, all of our paperwork has been sent out to our polling precincts. So if we do our deliveries on Monday, that's going to be very difficult Mm -hmm. to update. So, again, state law doesn't allow it on Monday, uh, allow voting on Monday. But um, there's other reasons why. You know, and that is the main reason. Again, Charlotte Sosby, Athens Clark County election supervisor, brings me to this. And I, I don't mean to try to drag you into some political discussion. Your yeah. job as election supervisor is to supervise the elections. Uh, however, they tell you we're going to have the elections. If we're going to have three weeks of early voting and Saturday, then your job is to set it up, and make it happen somehow. Yes. But I, I've, I've made this observation over the years. We began and you'll remember this early voting was something that we spoke about in terms of days rather than weeks initially hey we got this new thing three days of early voting and now it's three weeks of early voting right oh it's weekend it's sunday early voting oh and now these mail-in ballots and these drop boxes and all of these different windows that we keep opening to get into the elections house and the point i keep making is and you can speak to this from a first-hand basis in in both gainesville and now here in athens the more we give you people to do the less we give you by way of resources with which to do it. We did, okay, Charlotte Sosby, uh, you're going to do all this extra voting. Here's all this extra money and all this extra personnel. You didn't get that. That's exactly right. That makes it difficult. And I'll tell you, when I first started in elections, Tim, I was given the task of the first thing, very first task I had to do when I was hired is to read the book, Who Moved My Cheese?, Mm, remember that one, yeah. And I'm learning every single day in elections <laughs> why I was told to read that book. It's about so, the, the uninitiated, and I read it too. It's yes, a management thing. Yes. It, it's basically, and you can speak to it, but it basically is, is about adapting to change. Adapting to change. And, and it makes it difficult for us as election administrators when we have to adapt but we don't have the head count. Mm-hmm. We don't have the resources. We don't have the infrastructure, the buildings. That's one of the things that I'm dealing with right now. I have three different divisions in my county where I'm trying to supervise all three different locations. And what I would like to have and what I call my perfect operation <laughs> is going to cut just to put all that all in one place, one location, so that it can be managed well. As well, we can all assist when it's time to assist, when there's a when there's a time that we need to focus more on absentee, we can all join in and focus on the absentee ballot process. When it's time for us to do our voting equipment testing, we can all participate in that. Rather than having just my warehouse location focusing on the LNA, we could all do that. And that helps us also to be able to multitask, you know, because I want I would like for my staff and myself to be able to do anything that's related to elections, not just one person solely specific assigned to one. Particular Charlotte Soulsby, Athens Clark County Election Supervisor. We'll take the briefest breaks. Come back with more Classics of Today, WGAU. Here's David Perdue, Senator Perdue, out there on the campaign trail, banging the stolen election drum in that debate with Governor Brian Kemp. Continuing our conversation with Athens Clark County Election Supervisor Charlotte Soulsby. And again, I don't mean to drag you into that discussion, whatever thoughts you may have on stolen election or whatever. But what we were talking about before the break, that we keep giving you more to do. We're going to add more and more days to early voting and absentee voting and mail-in and drop all the rest of it uh, without really giving you additional resources. My concern there is, and I'm, I'm guessing it would be a concern of you or anybody else in your position, that the more we give you to do, there's the more opportunity for mistakes, never mind malfeasance and fraud, just 
human error that can creep into these things. Yes, and that that can happen, and that's you know that can happen in any field. Um, for an example, we were at the office last night to almost ten thirty, and that was just updating our absentee ballot statuses for our voters. And you want to make sure that everything is entered accurately. And if there are errors that's in in our entries, we want to make sure those errors are corrected before election day, because those voters may show up at the polls. So yes, it the the workload can be very very heavy a lot of times, and then there's not enough headcount. To, uh, to handle it. Another local issue, and this is specific, well, it's not specific, everybody did redistricting all over the state, but the controversy here and the fact that most people who are listening now, they woke up in a different commission district than they did just a few weeks ago. Uh, and that, I would guess, if it hasn't already, certainly come election day when people start showing up at precincts, you start worrying that they're going to the wrong precincts. Has there been any confusion about that yet? Wait a minute, I don't see District 5, no, because you don't live there anymore. Right. Yes, so I have had a voter call me over the weekend and say, "Hey, I don't I see my sample ballot, but I don't have a commissioner or a school board person on my ballot." So I actually I go into the system and look and for sure the person should not have had that because they're in an even number mm-hmm. commission district and school district. Likewise, I believe it was yesterday that I had a voter that was voting, getting ready to cast a ballot and said, "Wait a minute, I don't see my commissioner on here." So I said, pause your voting, let's go to the map and show me on the map where you live and found that he was in a different district than he expected. So, um, so yes, so if we have a situation like that, the best thing to do is to question it before you cast your ballot. Well, the best thing is, is figure it out before you leave home, right? I mean, and there are ways to do that. Yes, that's the best factor. <laughs> yes, major, major, yes. So uh, I would suggest visiting the Secretary of State's website, my voter page, mm-hmm. Just verify first that you're registered to vote. Second, you want to look to where you are supposed to vote in case you're going to vote on Election Day. Mm -hmm. And on the system, it allows you to download a sample ballot. As well, you can view your precinct card. I always tell people, too, if if you're confused about the districts now, new districts, look out your window. And look at the yard signs. Wait a minute. I was in District 5. Now I'm in District – yeah, because the candidates are going to let you know uh, yes. which because they, they know where to put those yard signs. Right. So the, 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 the allegations of fraud and stolen election, without getting into the politics of it, let me ask this. If I were an evil genius with, with access to a whole bunch of money and cash, and, and, and if I wanted to flip an election – how difficult would is it possible? How difficult would it be? It'd be very difficult because it's not something that you could do alone. You'd have to have a, more people involved in it mm-hmm. because in a, everything that we do, there's not one person doing that job. There's more people involved. And so that first of all, you're sworn in. So you're taking an oath. And then, uh, like I said, it's everything that we do. It's done in a process where it's at least three people involved in the process. And then we do a checks and balance. I've, I've came from banking, so I'm a familiar <laughs> with, you know, you got to check your ballot and, you know, check and make sure if it says that the system says you have 50 ballots, then there should be 50 ballots and we should have 50 names and those voters should be given credit for that. So there's a balance there. And, um, 
the risk-limiting audit has been put in place where we can check to make sure that the candidate that we announced as the winner, that that was accurate. And so there's a lot of checks and balances in place. Uh, Is there a level of frustration? I don't mean to get all up in your feelings here, but is there (laughs) a level of frustration you you see and you read what's out there? Here's some guy with a YouTube video. See, I'm proving fraud right there. And you're looking at the video and you're saying... That's not fraud. That's just the way we do it. Yeah. I mean, what is that like? Well, it is it is frustrating. And um, to say that things like that can be done, it's possible, but not under my watch. And I think that most of us elections administrations, we take that seriously. And, um, it, it, you know, I, I treat it as it's mine. This is my car and I'm responsible for it. Right. And so um, I, I just think that would be very difficult to do. And I do feel like there's some misinformation and a lot of times it's education. People are not educated to the process and how it's done and how every step is done and and how, you know, how we take this this the positions that we hold very seriously. Now, here's what I do believe, Charlotte Sosby, Athens Clark County Election Supervisor, if I were that evil genius and my plot was to, to go rigging elections, I don't think I'd focus so much on election day. I don't think I'd worry about voting machines. I think I would go for the registration process. Is oh. is that the soft underbelly? I, one of the things that I I that I'm um, I'm going to say that I'm proud of about Georgia. We have a lot of uh, systems in place when you register to vote. So one of the processes when we get an application, we want to make sure it's a person, and so. 24 hours prior to the the boat the the application becoming active it's in like a challenge stage and so when a registration is entered into our system it goes through a verification process is there a social security assigned to this particular voter or application Mm -hmm. Uh, driver's license all of these things are checked as well as citizenship and then the next 24 hours that voter becomes active same thing for myself if I register to vote I'm going to go for the first time. I'm going to go into challenge for 24 hours for the system to do its work. And then I'm a, I become an active voter. And get to the back end of the process, the election day itself. You get this, well, I, I, I showed up. I didn't have my photo ID or whatever. I, I frequently make the point, tell me if I'm wrong here, you're going to vote anyway. We're going to give you what's called a provisional ballot. It goes in this box over here. You come back within some specified period of time, prove you are who you say you are, satisfy whatever the concern was. Right. Your vote will be counted, correct? That's correct. And one of the things that I want to mention is in Senate Bill 202, which was passed in the 2021 General Assembly, uh, no longer can a voter vote out of precinct. So we're talking provisional ballots. Mm. If you go to the wrong precinct before 5 p.m. on Election Day, you're not allowed to vote out of precinct. You should report to the precinct mm-hmm. that you're assigned to. Now, from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., if you're out of precinct and you can uh, attest that you're not able to get to your polling location before the polls close, then you vote a provisional ballot, and then our board will review those. Mm. We're reconciling our provisional ballots, and it will be approved so, for I mean, count. Nobody shows up. Well, they wouldn't let me vote. Yeah, we'll let you vote. It's a question of counting your vote. And, exactly. And whether that's the, uh, you mentioned the, the folks who take the oaths. I, I, I don't imagine you have all the poll workers you need even now. I mean, what do you do about training up poll workers and recruiting them? So luckily and thankfully, we do have the poll workers that we need for our upcoming election, May 24th. I do foresee the need that we will need more in November. So if anybody interested in working, be on lookout when we start publicizing that we're 
opening the positions for poll workers. What's the learning curve? I want to be a poll worker. How long does it take me to get trained up? It takes about seven hours. And we're doing a little more hands-on training now. Uh, number one, because we do have new equipment. And then the fact that, you know, we just want our poll workers to be well-skilled, well-versed, and able to do what needs to be done on election day. So we go through that seven hour training. Now, sometimes we get a, we go in a, in a situation where um, we've trained this poll worker and now they've had an emergency mm. and they're not gonna show up. Right. So we do have a process in place for that and we go through a training process, uh, online training number one, to make sure that at least the, the worker has all of the legalities, the legal, uh, you know, the legal parts mm -hmm. of elections. And then uh, we have area managers who are assigned to our polling locations who are also involved in the process of training our poll workers, even those that we hire at the last minute. And Charlotte Sosby, Anthens Clark County election supervisor, 27 years in Gainesville, got out as fast as she could and got <laughs> down to Anthens and has been running our elections for the last, what, six years, you said? Yes. Uh, go to the Anthens Clark County website, accgov.com, and then click through a couple of links and look for advanced voting at all the advanced voting locations. Again, yes. the early voting that continues through Saturday, this first Saturday of early voting. Uh, what is it? Uh, nine to five Saturday, the elections office on Washington Street downtown. And, and quickly, in like 10 seconds here, predict the turnout for me based on what you've seen so far. And May 25th, we're going to say 50, 60, 70 percent turnout. What do you think? You know what? I would love to have a 70 percent turnout for a general primary. But when you go back and look historically, we have anywhere from 30 to 45 percent. Okay. So I, I feel yeah. that we will be right in that area, hey, hey, listen, hopefully larger. Decisions are made by the folks who show up. That's Charlotte exactly Sosby, right. Athens-Clark County Election Supervisor, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you, Tim.